now is the time. A time you'll look back on. A time you adopt as inspiration. You will recollect this time. This moment, right now. Motivate yourself towards success. Overcome. Take over. The time is now. Get in, get in, we're back again. How is it going, lads? Great. You struggling there, Pete? You struggling? No. Hey, hey. <laughs> uh, hey of course. That, that goes off as quick as Chippers does. <laughs> oh, it smells great. Look, Hennessy is the finest brandy out there. It is outstanding. And look, uh, it's not Obviously, official there yet. There are other types of brandy available for those other consumers who prefer otherwise, we must add. Of course, E&J, Three Barrels, Martel. I could go on. Uh, I've had them all unloaded, Mag NUFC, <laughs> and I enjoy every single one of them. Cheers. Cool, lads. First of all, I'm going to go with a bit of breaking news. And it's not Batman. It's we are 11 subscribers away from 4K. So you know uh, what to do tonight. Now. 11. Surely we can hit 11. Oh, man. Surely me. we can hit 11 come tonight. Come, come on, on now. Come on. Let's break the four. Announce Botman. And then oh, let's yeah, get after and... Rafinha and Oshiman. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> Fuck, I tell you, that happens. I'd be <laughs> fucking Brandy. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, Just by Friday. Let's get straight guys. into it. I'm not greedy. <laughs> let's get straight into it because we, we, we have a packed show. We we do have Sean coming on, as we promised. Uh, we're going to bring him on at quarter past eight. Or maybe yeah, around the quarter past eight mark. Uh, what we do want to launch first, though, is our loaded t-shirts that you might see us wearing. Uh, Shy Barnes loaded t-shirts. So let's let's launch them. We'll bring on Simon to tell yep. us all about let's it. Do it. Welcome, Simon, and look, you're wearing a t-shirt as well. It's like you planned yeah, it. Yeah. Love it. Oh, like it was planned. It. <laughs> <laughs> that went well. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us Good about side. Oh, the t-shirt. It's finally here. We're all wearing <laughs> it. Looking good. Very good. Yeah. Very nice good. fit. Um, I, I, I must say again, I just I know we're gonna get into it, but I must give my friendly postman a shout out who not only did he drop my t-shirt <laughs> in, but he also dropped in a post-it that said, please pay the tax on it. And in it said, otherwise, we will have to send your t-shirt. Back to the sender, uh, but he left me both. So thank you, Mister Irish Postman. I'll be paying neither the tax, and neither will you be getting my T-shirt back. Well done, and thank you very much. I'd like to. Uh, I'd like your Last postman, one. Martin. Yeah, I'd pay mine, as we said. It was just, yeah, said. But all's good with you, Simon and I. Ah, not too bad. Yeah, everything's great. Uh, just come back from football training. Um, now coaching my under uh, six-year-old son's under seven yellow teams on a, on a Monday night. Uh, so going there, uh, doing some a bit of coaching as well, as well as trying to fit in the day job, as well as doing the shy band thing at uh, 
whenever I've got a, a few spare minutes of, uh, on an evening. Um, but yeah, everything's going really well. That's so good, good, good. That's, well, well let, let's let's tell people where they can get the teachers because it looks if you look from Martin, Pete, myself. And uh, Simon, it looks like they've got different stages of the wash. Uh, they're kind of getting lighter. <laughs> but uh, they're actually different colors uh, available. So let's bring it up and show people where you can get them. Uh, and uh, you can tell us all about it then, uh, Simon. So here we go. Let's share screen. And so this is the, the main Shy Burns uh, website where you can get all uh, the, the items that we, we mention each week. Each show, the t-shirts, the hoodies, the caps, and everything else. But now there's a special section that has just become active in the last couple of minutes. Uh, loaded mag in UFC. So we click here. Yeah, there's a so click on that. And there we oh, go. Talk us through this, Simon. So yeah, so this is the the don't get overloaded uh, mag in UFC the t-shirt. And basically, yeah, uh, I've been talking to you guys for, for a little while doing something. Um, the loaded T-shirt uh, with a little bit of a sort of a men mental health background, um, and uh, we've been having a chat about things, and uh, we're going to uh, donate fifty percent of the profits to the Newcastle United uh, Foundation. Uh, I've been talking talking to Steve at um, the foundation uh, about about this, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to get him to come on come on the show. Uh, and talk about it as well, but uh, I think it, it was good to come up with something that uh, the subscribers and the members could have a, another piece of loaded merch, but also do something good with it uh, by donating 50% of the uh, profits to the Newcastle United Foundation um, so they can continue uh, supporting and, and doing the, the work they do in the local community, uh, not just on mental health, but obviously well, across the wide Newcastle community itself. Um, but also I wanted to, to do something that helps you lads out as well. Um, so um, the other 50% will come straight to, to you lads on the channel so that to help you uh, continue to, to grow and deliver the, the excellent quality content uh, and guests that you've had on, on the shows recently uh, just to kind of keep, keep things uh, going in the right direction. Um, so the foundation benefits, but also you lads benefit as well, because uh, you do such a great job. And uh, I wanted to, to try and come up with a way of uh, supporting you, you guys as well. Um, so 50% goes to the foundation and 50% goes to the channel. Lovely. That is amazing. That's great, Simon. Yeah. Thanks for that, Simon. Well, great. And was, this is your idea, Simon. We, we, we just said, yeah, go yeah. with us. <laughs> we take no credit for it whatsoever. So, <laughs> and the t-shirts are class. To be fair, yeah. we were just talking, kind of coming on air. The the quality, Simon, is absolutely top-notch, mate. Um, really good fit. Sizing is great. And physical design and everything else is is really, really good. I had it on in, in work on Friday. And loads of people were saying, geez, that's, is, that, is that your channel thing? Is that your... So good good bit of interest. So I think, obviously, Hello. we've seen it, seen it there. As Daz said, it's live now, so... 400 in the chat already. Get yourselves on to Shy Bands and get yourself a loaded mag T-shirt. Choose your colours. 50% of the Newcastle Foundation. And then a bit comes into the channel to help us pay for the stream and everything else and do what we did on the show. And all down to, to, to be fair, to the to the work and deeds of Simon, um, who's given up his time and efforts to put these all together, get them ordered in, and then absolutely, you know, to be fair to him, taken nothing whatsoever from it, but given to really... 
to certainly a good cause with the foundation in the northeast and then help and support the channel which you can't ask much more from a sponsor really can you no, and th- th- as, as I put up on screen, that's the, the website. But we, we, we'll be linking, put, sending out links and stuff as well to, to people. But as well, Simon, we were talking about there might be another few things that will pop up on the, the site as well over time. What do you think? Yeah, later, probably later on this evening or early tomorrow, um, we will have uh, a few bits of uh, merch to go on as well. So we'll have the, uh, the lovely Saudi-coloured mug, loaded mug, mad mug. Just for just for Jody Mick, so get on there, Jody Mick, get get that board. Uh, we've also got a, a sort of a, another style mug as well, um, and also uh, a nice water bottle as well. Um, so those three items will, will go up either later on this evening or first thing in the morning. And again, same same deal. Fifty percent goes to the uh, Newcastle United Foundation, and fifty percent towards the channel to help you lads. Cool. Now th- this is a bit embarrassing because. I took you up the wrong way when we started talking about Simon and Muggs. I, and if you remember, I showed from yesterday. I actually got Simon to to uh, express delivery his mug, and I thought we we're giving this away tonight. So I, I really fucked up. Sorry about that. Very embarrassing. <laughs> but uh, Muggs, cool. We we got the pictures up as well to to share to people and stuff like that. So cool. Um, so that is live now. Um, we start talking about a bit of football. Hold on, Daz. Do we want to have a bit, little bit of breaking news? Yeah. Oh, you haven't seen it. Okay, Daz, put up the poster. Put up the poster. Pete, do you want to do it? Yeah, why not? So, on, look, we, we, we said right at the beginning of the show we were 11 subscribers away from hitting 4K. We have now hit that milestone. So, we are 4K in Woo! loaded mag NUFC. Congratulations to everyone. <coughs> Thank you for everybody, Thank your you support. Much. It is amazing. Uh, amazing, and look, you know what? I, I we had, we had the chat uh, the other day, and it was like, you know, just over a year ago, you know, we were what May twenty twenty one. We were put that sitting... breaking news back up, Daz. Oh, here we go. It's oh, gonna be one of those nights. <laughs> oh. What have we got? What have we got? Simon? Big shout out to Adam McCarthy who has just purchased the first loaded T shirt. Woo-hoo! Oh, fair play, Adam McCarthy. <laughs> well, How are now, Newcastle? Well, we just need Sven announced. <laughs> and it's like it's, still, it's like the hat trick. It's like the triple. Honestly, my heart was in my mouth. I thought you I know, were going to announce it. Sven's a good signing, bro. I'll take a first T-shirt selling. Definitely. definitely. I thought that was the first, the first one was that, actually, to tell you the truth. We, wow. we were, Sorry, Pete. We were talking just over, just over a year ago. We were... Kind of just starting up with with the Newcastle content and and to think that in just over a year we've hit four k subscribers. Some of the guests that we've had on, some of the sponsors like Simon and and everyone that Retro NUFC and all all the rest of them. That's just it's just amazing, honestly, to have you know four hundred and fifty in the chat already um, uh, supporting us, four k subscribers. You guys and girls, you just you you make us want to just continue to do more with the support that you give us. So massive shout out to every single one of you that shows that support. Massive shout out to all the sponsors, Simon included, uh, of course. Um, and yeah, we're we're just enjoying the ride. So continue on the journey with us. Exactly, nice, Pete. Um, 
Simon, you're, you're more than welcome to hang around and stay with us here on, on screen uh, if you like. We are a man, we are two men down tonight, so you can you can fill in. Uh, but maybe it's time to bring on uh, Sean. He's been waiting patiently in the wings there. What do you think? Get Sean on. We'll get him yes, on. Here he is. Fair, like I said, he seems to be on most of the shows whenever we break a barrier of a thousand. I'm sure. Yeah, he's going to come on and fucking say it as soon as he comes <clears> on. So he knows we'll bring him on. He knew, he, he's going to say he added his DMs months ago. He did, yeah. Well, here's, yeah, here's yeah. Sean. Here's Sean. Hey. Hey, lads. How are we? We're all good. All, all good. Good to see you again. I was just saying there to Pete, I was on for 3K and I was on for 4K. Fucking hell, lads. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, def, I'm definitely on a few free T-shirts or something. Like, <laughs> I'd, even take, I'd even take that Sports Direct mug. You can have it. You can have it. To be fair, to Daz, the post the postage is worth more than the fucking <laughs> and that's just getting it from Galway to Cork. The fucking size, I think they're like swimming booths. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, on takeover day, I, I had thoughts of how can I blow this up, but I said no, I won't. I won't bother. Uh, but yeah, uh, let's let's get straight into it, Sean. We're all good with you, first of all. Fantastic. Two seconds. Oh, I just need to reply to something. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> really <welcome> professional. Ahead, <laughs> <laughs> um, any more? Any more announcements, lads? <laughs> yeah, all good, lads. Uh, yourselves. Geez, the show really took off on the Friday night, didn't it? Uh, I was just looking at it there earlier. Yeah. I was like nine four or something like that. Like, yeah, you know. Um, that show has the potential to be the first show that we will ever break ten k on. Yeah. So if you haven't watched that show. That Daz has up there, the Botman show um, from the other night. Get on there and watch it because it will be, again, on a night of nights, it would be great to break uh, 10,000 views on a show. That would be unreal. So, yeah, yeah. get yeah, on. So, the, what do you want to lead into there? So, because uh, I've been told a few times that when I go on the shows, I just seem to ramble and I don't answer much questions. So, if you want to give me a few questions first yeah, well, and uh, we kick yeah. off in there. Maybe oh you want to go for the question in the chat first or, or, whichever or whichever works yeah, let's best do, because, yeah, let's uh, do, do that first do that and flip it up a little bit yeah I go off on a tangent there and fuck it, God only knows where the conversation will end up <laughs> well uh, as look, long as it's as long as it's not in the fucking libel show and you can crack on mate and I not call him Pete Lee <laughs> <laughs> you only have, you only have the chat I think you did it on purpose and why didn't you? <laughs> uh, no, but look they're they're already. There are already a lot of questions in there, and look, I'll, I'll go to one of our uh, regular su supporters always in the chat. Uh, Daryl, he's, he's, he's started with this one. Ericsson, Diabe, and Paqueta. Talk to me, Sean, in the know. Um, What's the situation? Ericsson's a very strange one, you know, because they speaking to people in the background and stuff like that, and they've given fairly good detail to people on it, and nobody seems to be commenting on it. I know there's this talk of NDAs and stuff like that, and we'll get into that in a bit. Like, you know, there's a bit of a myth around that as well. Mm. But um, we've met with him two or three times, two that I can definitely confirm. Um, and there's another person saying, look, there's three times and somebody I really trust, like, you know. Um, and he seems very keen. You know, you don't meet with a club three times unless you're keen. You know, and I think he wants to see the project. And I think people like Sven Botman and stuff signing might maybe think, look, I'm going to challenge here. And I know he definitely bought a house in Richmond there recently, which is very close to Brentford. Um, but look, Newcastle isn't up the road. It's just it's just up the road, really. You know, it, it's it's not a massive travelling. You know, if his, if his family are based in London and he's based up in Newcastle, it's not as much of a big deal as it was years back. Like, you know, does he fly up or do his family come up the odd time and stuff like that? Like, you know, it's... I wouldn't really read too much into that. Like, if he stays with Brentford, he's what thirty years of age. And he's not going to be competing at the highest level, you know. Yeah. 
he's to be fair the man's got a second chance at life like i think he's going to want to give it a good old crack like you know spurs don't want him that's where he wanted to go Um, they've dropped their interest in him I'm saying this now, and he'd be confirmed as a Spurs player at half state. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I seem to have that uh, that, that bit of a charm. But um, yeah, look, Ericsson, it's definitely in play. You know, the club think he's very keen, and he hasn't make his, made his decision yet. You know, so it's not as straightforward as people are saying that it's just Brentford and, New- and um, Man United. Newcastle are definitely there, and he is very interested. As I said, he spoke to the club three times. He's He met with Eddie Howe last week. You know, so let's see. With Diaby... Um, it's a strange one, you know, it's, he wants a bigger move. Newcastle seem to be the only club at the table at the moment that are willing to come close to what they're looking for him. And, you know, there's a lot of brinksmanship at this stage of the window. And I knew I said it there on Friday night that if you sign a player in June, realistically, you're overpaying. Because clubs will know that, you know, you see the way that Arsenal, they're throwing money around the place, left, right and centre. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to include, right? So what they want to do is they want to do these deals and include them in the financial year up to the 30th of June. So basically, COVID still applies to all financial transactions. So maybe they say, look, with Gabriel Jesus and Rafinha, that these deals would have been more 30 million, but due to inflation of COVID and stuff like that, they're going to try and write off an extra bit, you know, without getting into the weeds too much on the financial sides of it. So you might see a couple of clubs make some ridiculous bids between now and, and the, in, within the next three days. And basically, that's just because they want to include it in the financial year just ending. Um, so with Diaby, I don't think it's something that's going to happen quick. Uh, we have held talks with Leverkusen, no bid yet. Uh, the player is it's tentative at the moment. He's not ruling out totally, but his preferred choice would be to go to PSG. Um, and who was the other one on it? Uh, Diaby, okay. Eric, and Paqueta. But Paqueta, so they, again, look, we agreed, well, how would you say, we provisionally agreed a deal in January for 48 million. The player wasn't keen, he turned us down. Um, they very much thought that it was going to stay at the 48 million and there was a kind of a gentleman's agreement between Leon and Newcastle. Now they've moved the goalpost and they've pushed it to 60. The club are very calm about it. It's not a deal that they have to do. They'd like to do it. You know, there's other pressing priorities first, like, you know, as in getting, they want to get in an out-and-out right winger. You know, they want to get in a striker. They want to get in a young, um, an Ekatike type, like, you know. Um, but Piqueta, that's another one, again, that they'll, They'll put into the long grass. If it happens late in the window, fantastic. But the deal is very much active. There's open dialogue with Leon the whole time. You know, and uh, speaking to somebody about two weeks ago, there when I said good progress we made on the Paqueta deal, it was basically being told that Newcastle haven't walked away from it. The discussions are ongoing with Leon, and they're basically saying to Leon, if you want to do a deal or a price, we'll absolutely do it. You know, so let's see how it goes. You know, will Leon get itchy feet coming to the end of the window and say, look, look we might do that. 52 million, 53 million, you know, and then we'll Newcastle do the deal then. At the end of the day, if you want to be one of the biggest clubs in the world, if you want the challenge at the top level, you don't walk away from people like Lucas Paqueta. Yeah, I think it's a fair point. Um, it, it, look, uh, am, am I right in thinking, Sean, that, that Paqueta wasn't initially on the list and that it was kind of Bruno that, that encouraged that? I, I'd heard it somewhere, but I wasn't sure if that No, was so, the, so what I had on it is that we actually inquired about Paqueta first. Right, right. Okay. So we wanted Paqueta, and this was early December. Um, we made a move from May to bid. Leon were happy to accept that what it was, and he turned us down. Um, kind of in negotiations with Leon, you know, and like at, at that time we were discussing with Bertolucci Sports as well, who uh, represent Diego Carlos. So in kind of talking with Leon and Bertolucci Sports, then we were kind of told that, look, Bruno Guimaraes wants to leave this January. If he doesn't, if um, either Juventus or Arsenal don't move from, 
he would be open to a move and that's why the deal happened late. I know, I think it was Martin I sent on a few DMs to there the start of January saying keep an eye on this, like this will go late in the window. Um, and that's what happened. So the original point of contact was with Paqueta. You know, so we were we were talking about Paqueta and then we kind of, we touched base a bit on Dembele as well, definitely. Um, you know, there was one stage where he was a top target early on in the window um, but for some reason it just went nowhere and then we ended up with Guimaraes but definitely first point of contact was Paqueta with Leon. And look, again, I think to, to kind of round off your question there, Pete, I think kind of once January happened and they started to progress, other targets became available and they weren't, when they were close 60 million, they kind of walked away from Aqueta. And then when Aqueta was so keen and Bruno was pushing it so much, like, you know, it's very much the case of this deal is there to be done. Now the player wants to sign. You know, do we do it? Like, Yeah. Okay. Mm. In the end of... Um... Transfer window type of deal, but I would say absolutely, yes, definitely want to watch, you know. And look, I I always reference this deal, you know, but uh, Kanate that went to Liverpool, twenty nineteen, they started negotiations, you know. So you can be confident on a deal be done, and it might take a year, sixteen, eighteen months. What people have to realise is Newcastle are negotiating on a totally different level now. You know, this isn't getting fucking. Joe Willock, who's a reserve from Arsenal, with no disrespect, where that you offer the money and they sell him straight away. This is something that's a constant negotiation for a huge fee. You know, this is this this deal could go a year, a year and a half, maybe two years, even before, well, not two years, but a year, year and a half before we sign him. You know, so when you say you're confident on a deal, these negotiations take a long time. You know, and that's what people need to get used to. Uh, very very interesting uh lots and lots to discuss but look just really really quickly um yeah go for another question pete yeah yeah what well, why not um there are a few in the chat but um first and foremost i just want to say thank you to david for coming new member uh thank you for, for joining uh david um and uh, there is one other, and I'll find it in one second. Um, there is. It's a not super... easy. These questions. <laughs> no, it's it, it's <laughs> not. I'm trying to keep up. Super sticker. Thank you, Ray. Four forty nine. Thank you for your support with regards Cheers, to that. Um, and look, the, the, there's one or two others. Shane. It's five a.m. where he is. Um, massive thank you, Shane. Glenn. Glenn. Seven a.m. where he is. I think there's a few others in there as well. Um, with uh, coming from crazy parts of the world that are you know just tuning into his live. Um, another member, Bill, thank Bill, you, Bill. Yes, Bill. Welcome, yes, uh, really, really appreciate all your support with regards to um, uh, loaded mag and UFC. But, um, look, I, I, I don't know where to start. Um, <laughs> honestly, some of these questions are fantastic, and I, I could scroll through them all day, but look. One thing is for sure, two things you'll never see in Milan, a Macam and a big <laughs> Come on. Maybe Champions League next year, the year after. Yeah, and look, <laughs> we, we, we talked about about Sven Botman on Friday in a little bit of detail. But look, you know, there was lots of talk. And, and to be fair, you got a lot of stick about Sven Botman, like um, thinking that the deal wasn't going to get done. But, um, you know, were you you were always confident that the deal was going to get done. You you you'd said it weeks in, in advance that that was the case. You know, uh, look, I'll ask you the question: Why why were you always so confident? Yeah, so look, I suppose especially with yourself, Peter. I suppose we were back and forth a good bit on it because I knew you were really attached to this transfer. Um, <laughs> but for me, I look, it was never in doubt for me because the 
I started banging on a, a good while back about Elliot Management and the links between Elliot Management, Moreland Partners, Lille, AC Milan, all this kind of stuff. Like, and I started getting very good information on it because the information I was putting out was decent. And then I was back and forth with somebody else in DMs who was kind of based out of France and stuff like that, a journalist, and he was giving fantastic feedback on it. Like, you know, and another person, let's be honest, my other source on Sven Bartman, as I said on Friday night, you know, he's absolutely impeccable when it comes to transfer stuff. Like, you know, it's, it'd blow your mind if you would see who it was, like, you know. But um, basically what I was told is that with Sven Botman, right, AC Milan could not afford him, right? They had an agreement with Lille, right, that he would be sold for, I think it was 20, 22 million with small add-ons, right? This deal was struck in February, January, February, say, it was just after the transfer window that they supposedly struck this deal, gentlemen's agreement that they will do the deal for that price. Not long afterwards, Elliot Management got it, went into investigation and um, because of their tie, because of the ties between AC Milan and Lille, and basically what it was what they were investigating was unfair trading. Um so very quickly that deal kind of stalled. And I know there was lots of talks about personal terms are agreed, he's going to be an AC Milan player, personal terms are going to be agreed. He's no, he doesn't want Newcastle, all this kind of stuff. But the what actually was going on behind the scenes is that the clubs had agreed a fee. Sven Botman talked to both clubs, AC Milan and Newcastle, and what he said to him is, agree a fee with Lille, and I talked to both clubs, and then I'd make the decision. Um, so basically what was found out, and what I found out, and I know other people found out as well, and this is why I actually came off Twitter for a while, because I didn't want to go back and forth with big accounts and stuff like this when I knew people were sitting on information. And the Sven Botman thing, I was just reassuring it every day, you know, and it was getting a bit annoying, so I took a step back because of this Sven Botman stuff, not because of trolls, it's just because of this Sven Botman transfer. And basically what was going on is that Lille had an agreement in place with AC Milan that, AC Milan had an agreement with Lille that they had first refusal on him, right? AC Milan had to pull out of the deal or else the first refusal expired, which was the 1st of July, I sent on to there, uh, Pete. So it was either the 1st of July the ex- the, is when this um, agreement um, expired or else the first refusal ended when they pulled out of the deal. Um, I text you on Wednesday morning, Dave. Um, oh, Pete, I text you on Wednesday morning. I said, This deal is going to get done. Then, still funny. <laughs> <Lee>. <laughs> I've got, I've got so, six names and I respond to all of them. So, yeah, so the, on, the, on the Wednesday morning, I text you basically saying the club was a done deal or whatever like that. And I was at being told that AC Milan had officially pulled out. When AC Milan officially pulled out, that means that all agreements were severed in and then Lille could accept Newcastle's deal and it just took off from there. So that was the whole up. It wasn't that Sven Botman was waiting for AC Milan. Sven Botman was keen on board. Before he went on holidays, supposedly what was said through his agents is that two clubs agreed to deal with Lille and I'll speak to you then. You know? So look, it's done and dusted, but the, all this negativity of the deal's not going to happen and he has cold feet and he smiled during an interview. That means that he's going to AC Milan. You know, all this fucking nonsense. Like, you know, like I don't know why, you know, certain journalists and stuff like that, like, you know, why they create such negativity for the fan base. Even today, you know, trying to rain on the parade about, oh, Sven Batman's done, oh, there's going to be no more deals and all this kind of stuff. Just let us enjoy it. You know, what about the negativity? And if, if there's nothing to be spent, let us figure that out at the end of the window. <laughs> you know, when we all know that there is. When we spend 100 million. It's it's funny, like, you know, because we just pulled out of the deal for Ekatike, which was valued to 32 million. And all of a sudden, we only find Sven Botman and the money's gone. Where's the Ekatike money gone? <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. at, le- at least makes sense when you're doing it. You know, <laughs> but look, look, 
they get to trigger the fan base and that's it. But look, I, I had a few people there comment on Sven Botman thing saying, I hate Sven Botman as much as I hate this player because he didn't want to come and he's been forced to come. Absolutely not the case. Sven Botman was very interested. Um, and that's confirmed by himself, by the club. And anybody around the deal would tell you that. Yeah. Well, just in, interestingly, I know we come on these shows and we do them. And Sean, you've been on a few times now. And obviously, like yourself, like Pete, we've been talking, I don't know, for ages. And we spoke the other night. And as we came off the back of the show the other night, as per normal, we got a few on the Newcastle timeline, load of bollocks, ITKs, get to fuck, all the other nonsense. So just for anybody that does want to see that things actually do come from people. So this is my DMs from Sean. Here, did, boy, big did, screen. Yeah, on big screen if you want to. Yeah, go on. The people that want to see how long this has been being talked about and the confidence from Sean through information he received that this deal would get done post-January. So that, I don't know if you can see, is dated Monday the 10th of January. Yes? You can see yeah. Sean's yeah. name there at the top. And I was asking him about Lille. I was asking him a few other general questions. We were talking at the time. Post-January, we were talking about maybe Ramsey was a lucky estate. Cantwell seemed to be a bit of a head case. I spoke about Botman again. And uh, at 13.54 on the 10th of January... Sean said, speaking to someone close to the club, confidence this deal will be done. So that's since January. So to, 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 to those few people who go, well, if you throw enough shit, it'll stick. That was January. So for the last seven months, that confidence, certainly from what I have in my DMs from Sean, from initial information, has never wavered. And Pete has had those messages the same as I have. So... I don't normally throw that up, but I think sometimes it's good just to say it to people, the lad that's sitting in that bottom corner there gets an awful lot of shit, and you can either like him or not like him. But what I would say is, there's there, people ask me for proof. There's there's your proof. So there's a DM going back to the tenth of January that showed that that deal would get done, and that that name was well and truly in the frame from Sean. So the, the, let, let the, people say what they want. Look, pe people will always have an opinion. Um, on on people, on football, on players, on on mm. whoever people are, are, are entitled to their opinion. That that's, that's absolutely put out there. But the one thing I will say is that if if you had if you had you know the the information that has been certainly with this Ren Botman did. If you'd have had the information that I'd had from Sean, you would know that he that he's not. Talking rubbish, you know that exactly. You know. That's what I'm saying. We've had that. I've actually, I've done, I've done a screenshot there on the target stuff, and this is the this is the Tuesday night before he actually signed. So look, let that on. So can you see? So So you will actually see. Can you see the dates? So you see. So look, look. It's actually it's actually the Tuesday night before Target signed. I was told that it was actually happening. That with the information I changed on it. But look, again, when it comes to me and stuff like that, and I see a couple of people that follow me that like what I do and like yourselves and stuff. When it comes to people and if they're slating me and stuff like that, please don't defend me. Um, when it comes to this stuff, I don't want to be defended or I don't want any of that because, like, when when you start interacting with these people, you give them a voice. You know, you give them something and a bit of recognition and stuff like that. You know, so if you see somebody passing negative information or on about me or stuff like that, just ignore it and move on. There's no need for it in the Newcastle timeline. You know, if they think I'm full of shit by now, Jesus Christ Almighty, they're living under a rock. 
only last week there when I was on my Twitter sabbatical, there was a, a breaking news story by um by the Athletic, um, and it was saying uh oh Mike Ashley wanted a piece of the the this the deal, you know, PIF back in August, um basically he wanted to be part of the deal and stuff. And if you go back to August, I tweeted a uh, takeover with a twist. I was asked by a few people and I DM'd them saying that Mike Ashley actually wants to be included in part of the deal. And what he wanted to do is he wanted the lion's share of the takeover and then decrease it over time as they kind of went through the process of passing the deal. And when I done that takeover a twist, they were all saying ah, nonsense and I passed on to people and said, Nonsense, you're talking months later, it was confirmed by the Athletic. You know, you have George Culkin and Chris there that probably two of the most reliable journalists we have, you know, in the Newcastle fan base. But look, I'm not going to sit there and defend myself. I don't have to. I get things wrong. You know, um, information changes, you know, on the goalkeeper stuff. There was seven goalkeepers that they made inquiries about over the last three, four weeks. And about six weeks ago, Nick Pope was the first one that they actually inquired about. You know, so that's how transfer deals work, you know. Um, do you want to go into the Nick Pope deal next? Yeah, why not? Yeah, so the my information on the Nick Pope deal, and I'll put it in allegedly on this because I don't want to get myself into trouble again. Um, so basically, what I was told is that they inquired about him about six weeks ago, and I have DMs from about six weeks ago. I can pass on to you lads if you want. Um, and they inquired about him. They quoted like say twenty five million or whatever. Um, so they walked away from the deal. They spoke about Justin Bigelow, um, Ariola, Henderson, all these kind of players, and in the end, did what was actually what I was told was done allegedly is that Burnley are absolutely strapped for catch. They already had to take a loan, right? They, they brought forward basically the, the other half of the wood deal. So they had to take a loan to cover that. So basically they got said 12.5 million um, of a loan. What Newcastle said is that we will bring forward that payment to sweeten the deal for Nick Pope which suits Burnley because they have a leverage takeover as it is. So getting loans isn't that easy because you don't have much to actually take a loan against. So what they've done basically is they've moved forward at 12.5 million, right? Which cover that loan, which makes that they can go for a loan again if they need to join the championship season. So absolutely great bit of business by Newcastle, but what's sweetened the deal is bringing forward the, the wood deal, which made a lot of sense there. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. Cool. And um, it, would make, it would make perfect sense to get that deal done, um, you know, but especially with the Henderson and, and the deal being just a crazy amount of money. Um, it, it makes perfect sense. And, you know, he's a good goalkeeper. It, it, we've talked about it on the show already. He's a good goalkeeper. He's a good piece of business. And you know what's interesting about that is that so many opposition fans are bigging up the fact of how good that deal is. And I think a lot of other opposition fans are now starting to think, you know, what, why didn't we go and invest in him? You, you could think of at least six or seven clubs. I'm thinking of Leicester, for example. I was talking to a couple of my Leicester fans on the uh, Leicester mates on the on the golf course yesterday, and, and they were saying, you know, Captain 36 years old, he's he's moving on now. At 30 years old, Pope would have been a perfect replacement for him. They would have took him at Leicester. We've got him for 10 million. Happy days. Leicester is, Leicester is a very, I know, no, just to kind of go off topic for small, but Leicester is a very strange situation at the moment. Like, you know, talking to a couple of people there and they're, they're shopping around their players. You know, they're obviously not a club that's strapped for cash, I don't think. No. But, like, they're offering around. Like, I've, I've heard that they're drumming up, trying to drum up the interest in Madison and Harvey Barnes and all these kind of players, Wilfred and Didi. They're like, they know that they're going to sell Tielemans for, at a loss, basically. They, like, they, they want him gone. From from yeah. the from the reports that are happening in Leicester, and from speaking to the Leicester fans that follow them closely, um, obviously it's their club. Um, 
it, it's it, Leicester want him gone. They're worried about losing him for nothing. They would rather him go this summer yeah. than, than than actually lose him potentially for nothing. And and he, it's a weird situation because they're desperate for him to leave, and um, the fans are desperate for him to leave just so they recoup some money. And I'm thinking, hold on, haven't they not got a lot of money to spend? And it's clear that they haven't. Mm. Yeah, there's there's definitely something strange happening there, like you know, because I've heard of a few of their players not being offered a boat, like you know, but back on to they're, they're also they're also um they're, one of the articles said they're linked in with the Christian Eriksen as well. Their name is in in the list, so I don't know. We'll see. Uh, just I want to see two things I want to shout out here. Uh, shout out to to oh, it moved on me. Uh, this one, yeah, Jordy Mick. Uh, um, thanks for the donation to the channel, Jordy Mick. And thanks also to George. George Hayes again, back in with us again. Cheers, George. Thanks very much for the donation. Thanks, Manny. Much appreciated. Thanks very much. Very um, Sorry, Pete. You, you did you have another um, question you want to go to, or will we seg segue into another topic? I was going to bring up this one because it, it was something that we just just happened as well before we. Well, part part of what we have and this uh, the topic of sponsorship. And Martin, you had some breaking news on. We'll bring up the sign, the breaking news in terms of sponsorship, and then we can go to Sean for his take on, on everything. Yeah, obviously we got um, those that were, obviously everybody is watching the Newcastle timeline, and we got some breaking news. Um, everybody thought it was going to be Botman, but obviously it wasn't, but it was um, news of a new sleeve sponsor for the up-and-coming season. So Newcastle United said, we're delighted to announce that Noon has become the club's official sleeve sponsor for the 2022 23 season so obviously a lot floating around on um twitter um as to what it is who it is and so on um but our good friend al walid um over in riyadh uh, in saudi popped up on the timeline just said so noon is basically um a shopping website so very similar to an amazon type deal in the mana region um, was established in 2016, um, owned by part owned by Emirati businessman Mohammed El Abar and the Kuwaiti Al Shire Company, um, with investors and investment totaling over one billion. It is um, owned 50% by PIF. Um, however, um, Ben Jacobs put out because obviously I'm sure the questions will be raised um, about well, how can PIF sponsor Newcastle when they already own them and everything else. Um, but they don't, they, it's a it's a portfolio company, so it's not owned by PIF. So investment from Noon, as they're not directly owned by PIF, is fine as long as it is registered and it is at the market value commercially of what the club is worth. So that's the new sponsor. The deal itself is worth seven and a half million and that's been confirmed by Kevin, uh, Kieran Maguire. Uh, about 20 minutes ago on a couple of tweets that went out from people asking. So seven and a half million for the season from New <coughs> who will be the new um, shirt sleeve sponsor for Newcastle United this season, lads. And I think uh, yourself and uh, Frank Ajola uh, had um, oh, a picture yeah. of the CEO. His tweet, his tweet yeah. Here it is. Let's pick that up. So yeah, this, this for me is the tweet of the week and it's only Monday. So... As we've heard, negotiations with the owner and CEO of Noon said that the Newcastle United League sponsor was quick, simple, and surprisingly generous, as said Dan Ashworth of NUFC. And then, obviously, there's a very uh, an updated picture of the CEO of Noon, um, who somehow looks like somebody that we may well know who may have attended St James's Park. Um, Don't allegedly. know who he is. Doesn't look that familiar, but apparently yeah. he's the CEO. But yeah, great tweet. 
uh, Gianfranco. So yeah, that's my tweet of the week. So but, yeah, there's a nah, similarity. Nothing in it. Nothing in it. Yeah. So to to dig in on the sponsorship a bit, um, I actually send uh, send Pete a, a screenshot there of a DM from the 12th of June, I think it was, basically yeah. confirming this sponsorship. And uh, no, <laughs> um, it was confirming this one, and it was confirming uh, another sponsorship. I, I actually can't mention it now. So when the when the two of them are out, I'd pull it out. But um, yeah, this is something that was kind of taught in the background for a while. It's very hard to justify a sleeve sponsorship for seven point five million when the short sponsorship is only six. You know, which is funny. It is. You know, <laughs> the, I know people took people took a lot of people took a lot of stick over the sponsorship stuff, and it, it's unfair. You know, I know the the lads there and the three amigos and stuff like that. Like took a bit of stick because they were on with the sponsorship for so long. But for my God, it was up to about three or four weeks before the the announcement that they were still confident of getting fun out. Like you know, they they didn't want to they didn't want to continue them. They tried their best to get a, to get fun out um, and bring in a, a Saudi Air or one of these. Like you know, but they were unsuccessful. The buyout on the deal was in around the 22, 23 million mark. Which makes absolutely no sense because it goes straight against FFP. So the on the the day that Castor, I remember they put out this thing saying that the, the the kit was going to drop the day after and stuff like that. Like you know, so basically what happened there is that, and this is allegedly actually sorry. Um, so the the situation there is that Sports Direct and Castor actually have an agreement that Sports Direct are allowed to release the shorts. A few weeks before they go on general release with any other shop so that's where you see i'm going into sports direct stores first so that's yeah. murky as fuck like you know away, they... sh- away shirts are in there from today yeah so look the, the third kit the white third saudi kit is available in sports direct from today i was told a couple of weeks back that it was um that it was tr- maybe three four weeks and i have this confirmed by somebody again recently so what it is is that they have like a, an exclusive deal that sports director logo four weeks on the on the sale of the shorts before yeah, anybody else, yeah. which is dodgy out, like you know, and and this week when when Castoria wanted to release it, right, or when yeah, when Castoria actually wanted to release the kit, that was the time with the four weeks. But Newcastle also wanted to make sure that they announced that the sponsorship was ending with fund the year after, and the the kit at the same time, just because they would have seen they see the Newcastle hashtag and stuff like that, like so they wanted to make sure everything was lined up that the fans know that this is when the deal is ending. There is no more guesswork. It's ending in a year's time. Um, and this is the, the the short release. It is fun, you know. So the again the club it all ties in. Um, they did want they weren't negotiating for these up around the 25, 26 million mark for the sponsorship, um, and that can justify the Steve sponsorship then. But that's why they was waiting so long to get approved, because Steve sponsorship for seven point five million and a short sponsorship for six makes absolutely no sense. Like. Yeah, but I think the one of the things and there's a couple of couple of tweets floating around tonight because we were talking about Castori the other night. And I was saying that I, a, a while back, I listened to a podcast. I kind of went back over it. Now, I believe it's actually a True Faith podcast. And they met two of the lads from the Rangers supporter club when Castore, and it was it was when Newcastle was launching with Castor. And they were talking to the guys up in the Rangers um, supporters club about all the issues they had with kit launch with Castor, which was wrong shirts coming out, sponsors missing, delays, nowhere to return shirts so the guys did a load of digging these two lads in glasgow did a whole heap of digging and actually tied some of the distribution and some of the issues of the shirts coming through and the initial sponsorships tied back to a sub development company that is owned by mike ashley so 
there, there are definitely links somewhere, you know, and it and probably goes back to, to Sean's point of kind of <laughs> something a little bit fucking murky about that. Um, there are definitely ties and links to Mike Ashley's companies, um, holding companies and other bits with Castor. And I believe there was investments in amongst it somewhere um, for distribution um, as part of the Rangers deal. Now, whether that's linked into to anything that Newcastle do with Castor, I, I don't know. But that uh, that podcast is out there if you want to kind of have a dig around and have a but listen it, to it. But it's pretty pretty horrific, some of the stuff that Rangers had the issues with. Aston Villa have uh, rejected all their kit software. Yeah. So they for quality and all this kind of stuff. So the Villa announcement, the Villa kit was meant to be released originally last week. Then they pushed it to this week. But uh, Aston Villa have pushed back now twice on the release of the kit because they're not happy with the quality. Yeah. Uh, so cool. the look again, you you wonder where you know Castori are in for a long deal. You wonder where this borderlines on not being able to fulfill a contract. You know, does it get to a stage where Newcastle actually have grounds to say, yeah, okay. You can't you can't deliver on your contract, and it's going to be it's going to be. I would just say they're going to rip it up based on X, Y, and Z. I reckon that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, Pete's had enough. He's gone off to get a shirt from somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it is. If you, I think I look. There's a, there's a few things. I mean, I was looking yesterday. Happened to look on Sports Direct, and they've sold they, they've sold out of every size Newcastle shirt. Um, already on there now. Obviously, they're in the club shops and that now, but I haven't haven't had yet had a look tonight to see if the if the the white uh, the so called Saudi shirt is on there yet. But it is it kind of as you said, whatever dealings are in there, it kind of makes a bit of a mockery when your ex <coughs> the ex owner of the club is able to put the shirts in his shop before the official club shop can launch anything on a website. But like I looked on the on the NUFC website last night, and if you click in to actually order a shirt. They're talking now at least three to four weeks pre-delivery and no customization whatsoever. So I just don't get the whole point of launching a brand and a kit. If you've got, you know, dads and, and parents that want to buy tops for their young ones that don't live in Newcastle, <clears throat> that have to order online, by the way. Daz, me, Pete, whoever else that doesn't live in the area, you know, we're probably quite lucky because I know Richie, to be fair to him, Rich will give a shout out to Richie and our on tonight. Um, you know, living in the area has always kind of said to us lads, listen, give us your size, PayPal me the money, I'll go get it and I'll send it to you. But if you if you don't have those options and you've got a couple of kids and you're living in Spain or you're living in America, like uh, Mark Byers, people that watch the show, the only way you can do that is ordering online. So four-week delay and the chance you get your shirt and A, it doesn't fit, and B, it either has or hasn't got a sponsor or something wrong with it, it's, it's not been great. <clears throat> With Castori from from day one for me, you know, size and apparently yeah. on the new shirt is all over the place. You know, lads. Just, just sorry, just check. Oh, sorry, does go on. Yeah, just to check in with Simon. We're not sold out yet, are we? We're still we're still good. Not we're not sold out of shirts. <laughs> no, no, okay, yeah. right, right, that's okay. Good. I have all the sizes. Good. It's good. Not a four. Not a four. Um, we wear for one of our shirts, and they do. <laughs> 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 um, um, we say. No, no, I was just going to say 600 in the chat. Um, uh, as we said on Friday and on Sunday, um, it's fantastic and amazing you guys are supporting. Just click yeah. that thumbs up button. We haven't got as many thumbs up button uh, clicks as we have people in the live chat. So click that thumbs up button. It means the world to us and it just takes a second to do. Um, 
Uh, so, you know, if you can do that, it's fantastic. Um, just a quick shout out to Ian. Um, he's in bed with long COVID uh, symptoms. Um, so I hope you feel better soon, Ian. Ian's well, regular, regular in the chat, always supporting him. Um, hope you are feeling better soon. Um, I did want to come to, unless, Daz, you want to, you want to say something? No, I was going to say, yeah, we've got loads of players yet to, to talk about, but uh, mm. so may, may, we can either go for for ourselves uh, or we can go to the, the chat. But may, go, go what you were going to say first, Pete, and then we can pick a few off. Well, there was, there's was been a couple of really, really good questions. And I think... Um, one of the one of the main things is is who we're going to go next with. So, really, really, Coy um, has said, you know, who are the alternatives to Ekatike? Obviously, it's been well documented over the last 24, 48 hours that Ekatike is um, it is a no go now, and I think that's been confirmed of the case. And and Seb also Seb also puts in um, in the chat. How much do you think will push? For the likes of Brozier, who has been heavily linked, and and there are other players that have been linked in the last few days. What do you know with regards to the Ekatike alternatives? Um, and you know what are the likelihoods that they're going to be the deals that are next next in line? Yeah, so the I think the alternative to Ekatike is Gory from um, from Nice. You know, so I know they held talks last week. They held talks again today. Um, so it's more discussing a feed than anything. Um, players are very keen on the move. I think it's in around the 25, 30 million mark. Um, the issue here is that Leon have a 15% sell-on clause. So what I told is that the, the club are negotiating to see how the best the deal will best work. You know, do you pay 20 million up front? And then is it all bonus related after that? And how much of a percentage do Leon get? Do they only get the upfront fee? Or do they get 15% of every bonus? So they're discussing how a deal structure would look like. But definitely very keen on him. Like, you know, and, and that looks like the kind of left-sided attack or kind of striker role that they're they're going for, very much similar to Ekatike, you know, uh, right-footed player predominantly, but plays on the left um, and can kind of play off a, off a striker, play up top by himself. You know, the, this kid is very technically gifted, like his passing and all this kind of stuff is is absolutely excellent, you know, so he's he's very highly rated, so I wouldn't be surprised to see a bid go him, in for him very soon, and I think that's where the Ekatike money would be redirected. Would you say those players are, you know, the, the players like uh, um, Gory and uh, Brogia and there's been one or two, Isaac as well. Would you say that they are, you know, a, a lot a lot of fans on social media today but with those other links of those other players are going, they're better than Ekatika anyway. Would you say they would be better, more viable options for Newcastle than Ekatika anyway? But see, Ekatika is a great unknown for people. You know, the like his loan spell previous to being at Rims, he didn't he didn't really stand out, you know, but very much see he was he was on the radar of Dan Ash or whatever before he even got interested in Newcastle. Steve Nixon rates him very highly, Eddie Howe rates him very highly. They believe Ekatika has the, the potential to be a, a Ballon d'Or winner. That's where they see his potential. You know, like you're talking now at nineteen twenty years of age, not really at a big club, you know. He wouldn't really stand out for you unless you were told about his name. The likes of Bayern Munich, PSG, Dortmund, Madrid, all these players are sniffing around him. That happens for a reason. And that's why the club pushed us so hard, like because the deal was good from our sense, you know, as in the the likes of the add-ons and stuff like that, and how the deal was structured was favourable for us. But they see a huge future for Ekatike. You know, I know the deadline was given for Saturday, and I think I sent the Antoine lads that the, the deadline was set for Saturday for the for his representatives to get back. 
and it didn't happen so the club have moved on you know is it something that if he if it comes to the end of the window and it becomes available will they look at it they probably will because they rate him so highly and that's been honest with you you know I, I'm not going to judge the player for being led down the garden path by his representatives like you know these people have to put trust in someone like you know so his representatives look for the best deal best to look to the kid in the future like there's no need to be abusing him on social media and stuff like that like at the end of the day he's just a kid making a decision but, um, um, Tom Dixon in the chat's just put there with the Ekatike deal being dead uh, what about going back in for Duvan Zapata I know we were linked he's to too old he's too old um, yeah. that was very much a deal you know the, he was he was offered in January and then when we said we were interested the, the quoted price went up by about 20 million I think it was like a loan with an option to buy for 40 million you know which made no sense he's, he think he's turning 30 you know and they were already after signing kind of Chris Wood at this stage so absolutely rule that out you know so I think for Ekatike the likes of Broha and Gori are the, the backup options to that and they're still looking for a central striker which I think Isaac and Sasek Ladnich who is very much on the agenda and I'm surprised it's not kind of talked about more in the in media circles and stuff like that but um, if his if his representative stop being absolute idiots um, he's definitely a player that the club are very keen on um, I think the, the fee is around 18 million because he's out of contract in the next summer. But uh, again, look, the people will look at his stats and say he's terrible because he had a bad season with a shoulder injury. But uh, I know Munich are looking very closely at him as well. But look, let's wait and see. But the, for me, anyway, for striker options, it's definitely the likes of you have DCL, which is he's massively overpriced at the moment. And it's not a, a yes across the board. Eddie Howe is very, very keen on him. You have a uh, not here either. I know. Look, like, it, it is. The board. You know they they've inquired about like see the thing what people say is ah you've linked a million players to the club and stuff like that. Like a club will touch base on about seven players in one position and then they'll figure out what's the best deal. You know, so they've they've asked about DCL, Tony, Isaiah. You know they they made a bid for Isaiah in the in the summer about forty million mark I think it was, and. Uh, I think Sassi and Dad were fairly um were fairly keen on the deal, but the player was holding out for Arsenal at the time, which is a deal that's not gonna happen now. Um but yeah, like that's that's what it looks like on forward positions. For right sided attacker, you see uh, Rafinha doing the rounds there today. You know, this is something I spoke about back in January and it's it's a deal the club are very relaxed about. You know, if Arsenal can get the deal done, they can get it done. But if he doesn't get Barcelona and if Arsenal can't strike a deal, you know, we have the cash ready and waiting. And I know people are saying Oh, but like you, know, you have journalists that are saying, but the money's not there in FFP. FFP is measured over a three-year period. You know, it, to 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 restrict yourself in one window because of FFP makes no sense. I know the club are probably giving out that vibe to kind of to help them in negotiations, but look, we don't have to do that, or we're not kind of. I would just say we're not puppets for the club in the sense of we don't have to sell the message. You know, so the the black and white of it really is that there is no budget in the sense of if a deal becomes available at the price the club want to do it for, they'll do it. Kieran Maguire, sorry, just to back that up, Kieran Maguire put a couple of tweets out today because people were asking, obviously, once the Botman deal came through and other bits and pieces, you know, that, that you know, where where is it budget-wise and everything else? And Kieran Maguire reiterated today, lads, Newcastle could spend upwards of 500 million this window and would get nowhere near FPB. Oh, yeah, see, no. see, the, the thing about today, and I seen a bit of a, a crazy reaction to this ramble today about these new uh, yeah. UEFA rules and stuff like that. The the thing I take from it is the you'll see that debt is not an issue as long as you don't miss your repayments. 
right, which is nothing. And they're encouraging owners to put their money into the club as well. You know, so it's um, investment equity, which is another thing that we can do absolutely no bother. And they've basically, what was happening all along is that clubs were putting out huge money on youth development and women's teams and all this kind of stuff, like, you know, and they were they were getting huge kind of kickbacks through FFP and this, like, you know, like extending, they were extending their transfer budget by putting two million to the women's team and they were able to get right off an extra 30 million on FFP, which made no sense. So they put manners on that. It's not something to worry about. We have business people looking after this, so the likes of us don't have to worry about it. They're going yeah. to make us a top six club in the next two, three years. We we, we had, uh, were discussing this in our chat today as well, and so uh, Richie was getting a bit panicked about it. So he has, so you know everyone knows that Richie is is Kier Maguire's apprentice. He does he does a bit of work <laughs> with him, um, allegedly. Uh, but yeah, so Richie got in contact with Kier Maguire, and here's the tweet, or here's the 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 text or whatever that uh, exchange that Richie had. So yeah, um, Kieran was was. Um, Tying up, I guess the, the 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 that it's not going to affect the financial fair play because it's judged on um, the Premier League. Uh, it's, 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 this is a UEFA thing, so you could we we'll get him on to explain it again at another later stage. And Richard as <coughs> well, the apprentice on that topic. But uh, so yeah, don't worry about it. It's a message. Um, sorry, Pete, you were going to ask about uh, my man, the man I want in, Victor Osman. Yeah, Victor Osman. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, just say, Pete, that uh, I know Ben Jacobs actually mentioned his name as well today in one of his tweets, uh, where he was listening to a few players, um, and he said that 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 he he was kind of saying that it's unlikely. But what's your thoughts? Uh, and sorry, Pete, you were going to add, add the question. No, no, it, it was exactly that. It was what's the situation with Victor Victor Ben? Uh, obviously, Mark's talked about him. There's been a viable option. It's been mentioned again, like you've said with Ben Jacobs. Have you heard something similar or are you hearing something different, Sean, from your perspective? They look like the, the original fee that he's been quoted to a few clubs is 80 million. You know, I think Napoli paid around the 70 million mark from, and the club don't think he's worth that. You know, so at that price, there won't be a deal done. He's rated, but he's not rated that highly. You know, the again, it'd, it'd have to drop down around the 40, 50 million mark. And that's not because we don't have the money. It's just because his value is massively inflated at the moment. The Italian league is, look, you can almost deduct whatever he's done in the Italian league by about 40% to replicate the Premier League. You know, so I wouldn't buy into it too much for now. You know, and that's what I've been told. A link I did get today, all right, was uh, the Moroccan forward for Sevilla, and Nesri, is it? Um I was speaking to somebody about him earlier saying it's uh, somebody that uh, Dan Ashford actually tried to sign a couple of times for Brighton and it's a name that he brought to the table as well in Newcastle. So um, I think he's one to watch as well. He's highly rated and I think as I start working down the list he's might be, he might be one that will pop up over the coming weeks. Um, okay. Okay, Roachie's put, you know, we've talked about various different players but who in your opinion um, and we can potentially go around the houses with this who in your opinion is next? Who, who do you think is going for there? Oh, Jesus, that's a tough one. Um, I definitely the, the next bit on the table anyway is uh, is Gory um, for Nice and then Diabia after that. Look, these bids could sit on the table for five, six, seven weeks, you know, before we get any feedback on them. But look, Diabia is the is the main man that they want in the the right wing position, and Gory is the man that they're looking at now at the moment. Um, but they're two ones that they are very, very keen on. Uh, they're also looking obviously at. Um, centre midfielder at number six 
you know, the likes of Douglas Dewey's being mentioned, Zinchenko being mentioned, Kefren Toram. You know, there's a there's a couple of players there that they have there. They haven't nailed it down to one. They have spoken to Southampton about Ward Prowse. You know, the the feedback on the feed that I got doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You know, that it's, it's 36 million with add-ons. Um, it seems like a fair price, but I, I suggest that his, his fee would be a little bit more inflated when you see Calvin Phillips going for 50 million. You know, I think Ward Prowse is a better player, to be honest with you. That's just my opinion. Um, but um, the likes of Sangare as well. You know, these players have bio clauses. I was told that Ruiz was more, and this is somebody that I linked to the club for a long time, but I was told that that was more agent talk to trying to push a new contract at Napoli. So let's see, you know, but there's definitely a lot of options on the table, but they're shopping at the high end. Like, you know, I've seen a couple of players linked, like, you know, Jack Harrison's and stuff like that. Like, I'm I'm being told that they're looking at a, a lot higher level than that. Like, they won't sign players just for the sake just, of signing um, You know what? So, sorry, go on. Yeah, no, just just on on uh, on Douglas Louise. If if he came in, we'd probably try and go for a double deal. And Chippers, if you're watching, uh, <laughs> it would bring in Alicia as well. So, uh, yeah, could happen. Could happen for the, the ladies. Here. Uh, don't do that, Chippers. Chippers will disappear for ten minutes. Um, There's a good link as well. Like you're, well, on, you're being very you're being very gracious now. Ten minutes. I don't think I so. am. I am being gracious. Yeah. <laughs> Douglas Luis actually played in the Olympics uh, sentiment field with uh, Bruno Gomez as well. So there's definitely a link up there. There's a partnership there already. You know, so things might tie in there, but it's definitely a deal that they tried to do in January, um, and they will revisit it. And I think Villa will sell as well because he's not signing a new contract, and they're a bit overloaded in midfield. I was told that they'd actually listen to offers for Jam again as well. You know, so Villa are definitely looking to offload a sentiment fielder. Link up with Steve Bruce again. Never know. <laughs> <John again. laughs> oh, God. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Just no. Um, look, uh, I've got to say, um, Russell Thompson, even the lads, first time live in the chat. I'm subscribed. Top, top entertainment. Welcome, Russell. Um, glad to Welcome. Part of the, the, the family. And also, he's um, donated to the channel. Definitely. Uh, so Absolutely, thank top you, star. thank you. Cheers, really, really appreciate that 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 level of support. Um, I want to come with one left field. Actually, um, we have talked about him before. Um, I know you talked about him before, Sean. Um, but uh, that was come back in again with any thoughts on Dwight McNeil, young lefty, and Burnley are desperate. Um, really, nice, really nice way to paint Burnley Football Club. But yeah, uh, that was come back in with another one there, a, a, a different type of. Um, Link, what do you think about that? Do you know what? Um, the I highly rate Dwight McNeil. You know, I might get a bit of stick yeah. about it, but um, Jesus, his his delivery is unbelievable. You know, he he was playing. He ended up playing wing back for Burnley during the year. You know, like it's not his position. I know Rafa rated him very very highly. I thought that we were well, if my gosh, if I actually actually spent money, we would have bought Dwight McNeil under Rafa. Um, he's definitely still a target. No, and he is liked across the board, but they do feel like that. You know, the likes of a Diaby and a Rafinha, they're obviously levels above. But I think I think McNeil becomes a serious thought if you sell the likes of <clears throat> Jacob Murphy, Almiron, you know, and if you're kind of the underbelly of the squad, you know, if you're getting somebody that you think, yeah, he has the potential, let's see how he cuts it, rather than putting him front and centre and be, making him your main man. What the club are looking at is, what people, what people don't factor in is that we need a striker, we need a striker, we need a striker. Like, two of the top 10 top goal scorers this season have been strikers, the rest are all wingers. You know, so they want to add goals from wide areas and that's what they're looking at. 
you know, like he wants to he wants to make an impactful front three, which is something that we haven't had, you know. And I know people are saying like, oh, they've just signed Wood, and Wood will see the course. If options become available, they'll sign players and they'll ship Wood out. You know, they they are open to letting go, regardless of what other people are saying. If they got a decent loan offer or loan to buy offer from, they'd accept it and they'd probably take a loss on him if they were getting another player in, you know, just to get his wages off the book, off the books. Cool. I have another question. Uh, I'd link to a player that I've uh, on the system here as well. Uh, and it's a player that has been linked to, to Spurs. And then others in Sky Sports today, there was talk about a, a link with um, this player and Gordon. So I'm going Everton and it's a flair player, Richardson. <laughs> So the word on him, he's, he was linked in the, in uh, Ben Jacobs' tweet as well as what is a potential option. Yeah, look, like they they definitely held an interest in him, but I think it was more if releg- if Everton got relegated, the the price would be more feasible. But they're they're demanding a big money from him. There's no buyout clauses or anything like that. I think Everton were trying to offload players the best they could before the the end of this month, and it's not after happening from if Richarlison is going to go, he's probably going to go to a Spurs or something like that. I don't think Newcastle are an option from at the moment. I rate him highly. Um, again, if he gets stuck at Everton, you know, maybe late in the window, that we might do the deal. I think that's what the that's what the fans really need to be patient about. You know, we're shopping at the very, very top end, and these deals are slow. You know, a lot of clubs want replacements lined up because you're buying a starter out of a top team. They'll want the replacement lined up. You know, it's not it's not before where we were buying reserve players or fringe players or something like that. Like it's. We're, we're shopping at the top end now and these deals are complicated players have image rights there's a big crossover there so we're going to have to be patient these deals will take a little bit of time but um look, just don't jump negatively at everything that you hear or don't buy into everything that you hear even off me or off anybody they can take it all with a pinch of salt but look i'm being honest with you from solid people you know solid sources and journalists that have got information that just won't tweet about it because they don't want the abuse i could name up the 60 players that the club have inquired about already you know, I seen a tweet there by the Manchester United Muppeteers or whatever they are. They do, uh, they're one of the biggest fan pages for United. And so far this month, Manchester United have been linked by journalists to 87 players. You know, so it, it's not just throwing names out there for the sake of throwing names out there. You have agents trying to push players on clubs. You have the club trying to, you know, for example, you know, Newcastle watched Nice a lot this season, so, right? And what they might leak to, to newspapers and stuff like that is all oh, we're, we're watching Casper Dahlberg. When they're actually watching Gory just to kind of deflect the interest, you know. So there's a lot of kind of cloak and dagger that goes on at the moment. So not everything might make sense, or players that are kind of pop up as being linked to might not make sense. But it's probably the club covering their tracks just because if it gets out that they're in negotiations with a the club, they might deflect it that it's a it's a player that they're just trying to kind of get under the radar, you know. And the the thing as well, you know, with uh, with NDAs, and I've seen a lot of people say, "Oh, since since Ashworth brought in this NDAs and." <coughs> excuse me since Ashworth brought these NDAs that there's no leaks or no nothing so the NDAs are only applicable really for people within the club you know I spoke to somebody who is basically involved in an agency and stuff like that he said for any agent agency or you know selling club to sign into an, an NDA you're basically trying to sell a car up for an advertisement you know it makes absolutely no sense so the leaks from the club would have stopped you know there was duff information given up by people at the top level of the club to see where the sources came back out, you know, just so they could kind of plug a few gaps. And the NDAs are signed by people at the club, not by people there in negotiations. So that makes absolutely no sense. I know people say that, oh, Villa have done it. Villa pay a premium. They pay five, six, seven million over the odds to keep these deals quiet and to get them over the line. That's why they can do these deals. 
you know, so they're not even like whereas Newcastle drive a hard bargain. We've got Sven Botman for our price, we've got Trippier for our price, we've got Targa for our price, Bruno Guimaraes at our price, Nick Pope at our price. Jamie, we've had an incredible two transfer window so far. You know, so the these NDA stuff and you know all the quietness and, on Twitter and all this kind of stuff. That's just because I wasn't posting. <laughs> and and that's going to change. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that silence that. broken well and truly. Thank you, War Jackie. Yeah, uh, Jackie, the member. Thank you for joining, joining the club. Um, look, lots and lots of other questions in here. An interesting one, a different type of question. It's got. Here, anything in this, Sean? I mean, Bruno's agent is in Newcastle. Any truth that he's here because of uh, Danino? Uh, yeah, so Danino. the you'll find you'll find my tweet from a while back there that Newcastle watched the the Club World Cup final and there it was Danilo was the player that they were linked to. So they're definitely watching him. And um, I was told a couple of weeks back as well that Viv Anderson, um, a young right back at Monaco, that they they're looking at him and they see him as the potential replacement for Trippier in the future. Uh, it'd be a big fee, but. Definitely the club are trying to kind of get one, maybe two or three agents that they deal with specifically. You know, whether this is a young player that they might see in Brazil that's not represented yet or represented by relatives, and they might go through Bartolucci Sports and say, look, we're interested in him. We'll bring him in. Do you want to represent him and stuff like that? But from what I've heard is that they have a fantastic relationship with uh, with Bruno's agent, and there's a couple of young players on the agenda there. You know, and two names that I've definitely got is uh, Danilo, Evan Anderson, and I know there was a, a goalkeeper as well. His name is after leaving, you know, but it was a young Brazilian goalkeeper as well that they're looking at because from what I've got is that there's going to be an overhaul of the goalkeeping department that Woodman will go, Gillespie will go and Darlow will go. And if the price is right, you might see Dubravka go as well. You know, and they might bring in one or two young goalkeepers. Interesting. Um, Tom Dixon's put, Newcastle reportedly, uh, uh, reportedly entered the race for six foot five Strasbourg defender, uh, Gazino uh, Nassima uh, on Nassim. See, yeah. So they they have watched Strasbourg a bit, but I, look, I I don't know hundred percent if it's him. Um, I'd be lying if I said it is, but uh, they are looking at younger um, right side of centre backs. It's not something that they're going to jump at. They were offered a uh, Qualta Car as well. The, the Marseille centre back there was it last week? I think it was. But they're looking at the likes of Tucson. Um, still interested in Demiral if the if the deal is right. You know the. There's a lot, they will, if if Lascelles goes, they'll replace him um, in the sense of they'll put in competition for share. <coughs> they're not um, they're not looking to sell him, you know, but if somebody offers in around the 12 to 15 million for him, they'll accept it. Um, I know a lot of people are talking about him going back to Forest and stuff like that. I don't think he had a great relationship with the Forest fans before he left. You know, they, I was kind of speaking to a Forest fan there, just kind of back and forth in DMs and stuff like that. And he was saying, he asked me, he was like, is there... Is there any truth in the links with Lascelles and stuff like that? And I was saying, look, because it's close to the club and stuff like that. And when it's kind of selling a player, I don't really hear much about it. And that's being honest. But um, he was saying, he goes, he can't see it because of not a great relationship with the club, with the players, with the fans and stuff like that. Like, you know, and it's not a position that he thinks that they need to strengthen with a player like that. So I know there's interest in him, but let's see. Um, but again, they will replace Lascelles if he's sold. You know, and uh, the likes of Dwight McNeil becomes available if they sell the likes of a Murphy and an Almiron and stuff like that. So they will strengthen as they sell. They won't go into the season week. Yeah, and uh, with Botman coming in, um, does that end the race for Roger Ibanez? Uh, I know we, I know you mentioned him before. No, no, no. They're definitely still keeping an eye on him. They've watched Roma a bit um, because there's an all on Ibanez. You know, so 
look definitely on the agenda and represented by um same agent as Gomez as well so there's a good relationship there but uh, it's not a deal that they don't feel that they have to jump at but again if the sells goes that changes the that changes tacked in for the for right side of centre back it's hard to narrow down just one or two names at the moment for that position because it's not something that they're looking to fill so they'll probably have feelers out on five or six players just understanding what scale they're at and stuff like that what's going to become available then if the sells comes is sold then you'll understand kind of which player that they're definitely looking at, like you know. So that's how that's how transfers work, you know. That's what people need to understand. And I know people get a lot of stick, like you know, for saying you've mentioned X amount of players and stuff. That's because you know Newcastle probably work on the most clubs work on this. Like they probably have four or five players for each position, and then they'll narrow it down. They'll go to a, a transfer board meeting and they'll talk through all the pros and cons of these five players, and then they'll come to a one or two at the end that they're going to go for. Any. Are you hearing anything on um, Porto's left-handed, left-sided midfielder, um, Pepe? Left-handed. He could be right-handed as well. Left midfielder, Pepe. Uh, he was uh, he was linked as well there last week. Um, I've not heard anything on it, um, and that's been honest with you. It's breaking there now that Newcastle have tonight had a £35 million bid rejected for Pepe by Porto. Yeah, Porto no, no. looking for at least 60 million with a release clause in his contract of 70. Newcastle chasing hard for the 25 year old expected to go back with a second bid. And who's that been uh, reported by? Uh, GE Global breaking there on Twitter now. So there's a few pushing it forward there now. No, it's, it's not something that I've heard of. Um, I know they've watched a lot and uh, a lot of players in Portugal and stuff like that, like you know, but um, it's, it's not a name that's been mentioned to me, to be honest. Okay, maybe you want to watch then. Yeah, definitely. 25 year old um, Brazilian. Another one that we linked with before but is gone quiet. I think linked more with West Ham was Dan Juma. I uh, heard on Talk Sport uh, that Dan Juma was mentioned. Um, left Watford, uh, not Watford, I think it was Bournemouth. It, 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 but did, it, it, but yeah. did well at Villarreal. Um, any, any links with that or is that something that's been and gone? I, it's not. I, I was told he was a player that they never showed any interest in. You know, they were made aware of the release clause. It was his agent that, con- that contacted the club and he's not on the agenda at the moment. Maybe as they work down the list, um, he might pop up, like, you know, but from what I got is that he's basically like a right-sided ASM in the, fa- in this, in the fact of work ethic. You know, he's not a player that's going to track back or he's not going to put a lot of teams under a lot of pressure. They're looking yeah. for somebody, a real speed merchant that doesn't stop moving, like, you know, um, basically probably Almiron with a football brain. Um, it's kind of more what they're looking at, like you know. And I heard he's a player that they're not looking at at the moment. Will that change later on the window if they can't get somebody? Maybe so. Uh, what about one of the names I seen bounce over the weekend was um Suchak from West Ham? He's been offered to everybody, they're yeah. really trying to flog him about, like you know, they he's looking for I think it's about 130, 140 grand a week. You know, he's been offered to. Any club at all that have availability, they want him out of West Ham as soon as possible. You know, so again, you know, the thing that I've got is that they're getting offered a lot of players, but Dan Ashworth's remit is very much that don't buy a player you haven't scouted. You know, which which makes sense. You know, and uh, Suchek, I don't think is a player that they would have watched. You know, I know players pop up and when they become available, you react to it, but it's very much they don't need to jump at these things. You know, they have a they have an extensive scouting, scouting network as it is. You know, so to jump at a deal like that. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. You know, the, the player I actually got mentioned to me for for a right side attacker as well has been offered around a bunch of clubs as Hudson Adoy from um, Chelsea. 
he's another one that's been uh, he's been banned, he's been pushed about as well. And I think the club have a little bit of interest in him in the moment. Will they follow up with more concrete interest? Let's see, you know. But he's somebody that his stock has fallen massively. Like you know, you're talking he was close to move to Bayern Munich about a year and a half, two years ago. Yeah. You know, but uh, he's definitely he's been made available definitely. And the club have held talks with Chelsea recently over a couple of players. But um, I don't think Chelsea want to do anything until they get players in first. Uh, to Chelsea cool. assess the squad. I don't think I don't think um, Hudson Odoi's stock's fallen. I, I just think in terms of in terms of what Chelsea do, they just like to haul young players. Yeah, he he could if he'd have gone to Bayern Munich now, he would have been lauded as like um, a Serge Gnabry who left Arsenal, went to Bayern, tore it up, and now is considered a top European player. He would have gone and done the same. The problem with Chelsea is is that they. Were getting so much negative flack from the fans to let him go that they kept him, but knew that they were going to keep him and not play him. Mm. So it makes sense for him at the, at the age he is now to move. You look at Tammy Abraham. Tammy Abraham has been mentioned in the chat tonight. Tearing it up at Roma. I don't think he's a player we'll look at this summer because I don't think I want to leave under Jose Mourinho. But I think Callum Hudson Odoi would be a decent signing for us, a young player. <laughs> hungry, wants to be a part of something and actually we could make profit on the back of that. For me, that that's a classic Dan Ashworth type of signing. It's bringing them in young, getting them playing and then their worth just goes through the roof. I mean, he could properly break in to, to international football on the back of playing for Newcastle. It, mm-hmm. And I, 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 talk, I touched on Callum hudson Adoy, I think, last week and um, as one of yeah. the Chelsea winners that could potentially leave. People were mentioning Pulisic, who is a good player. Uh, Ziyech, who's looking like he might go to AC Milan, who knows. But for me, Callum hudson Adoy would be a great option as a mm. return. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Another name that was mentioned there yesterday, I think, in the media was Joe Quinn Correa from Inter. Uh, now, I know Inter are bringing in a few strikers in the shape of Lukaku and Dybala. So, uh, yeah, they could be looking to offload. Have you heard Anthony or him? Look, he's, he's a player that's probably been offered every club in the Premier League. You know, like you're going to get a lot of this. Like, you know, for me, it's... You know, because I don't have anybody at the club that I can bounce this information off 100% and say, where does this happen? It's very much people with, like, I, when it comes to this, I kind of get the information from people that get information at the club, which is kind of a little bit diluted, which kind of has quite known a bit now with these, with the Dan Ashworth uh, NDAs and stuff like that. You know, so with that, I know from the agent side of things and stuff like that, that he's definitely been offered. You know, are we interested? For now, I really don't know. Mm. And another one that, that we had talked about before, but I think he possibly wants to either stay in Italy, Atletico Madrid are probably looking at as so well. Gian, Gianluca Schimacca. and then else Yeah, there. he's the one, isn't he? You know, well, for me, anyway, because he's a mad bastard. But uh, <laughs> he is Mitrovic like, he, he's, he's, geez, he makes Mitrovic look like a choir boy. Like, you know, look into his family story and stuff like that. It's absolutely crazy. But uh, he wants to stay in Italy, but he wants to move as well. You know, and Newcastle are very keen and dialogue is open there 100%. And very much, I'm telling you now this for a fact, if he says in the morning that he wants to sign for Newcastle, whatever the price is, they'll pay the money for him. You know, that's how high they're rating. He is, you know, like a lot of people would have said, you know, and like your Craig's hopes and stuff like this who are absolutely on the button. You know, they all say that like Sven Botman had a yes across the board. This fella is the exact same. He has a yes across the board. 
if they will do a deal with us, we will. If he will come, we will do that deal one hundred percent. He's excellent. <clears throat> That's surprising, though. If if he's if, if as you say he's he's such a mad bastard, I don't know if he'd fit into the Eddie Howe logic. But you you need you need that though, like you know, like the problem with the English team at the moment is that he only wants players that fit a certain system or a certain personality, and they have to be all buddies and stuff like that. Every team needs an outlier to test it. You know, you need that one player that's going to go against the grain and that's going to might cause a little bit of trouble and call out players and have a bit of a fight and a scrap and training and stuff like that. You need these players as well. And that little bit of bite and bottle and stuff like that is why Man City never win, haven't won a Champions League yet. They don't have these players that will fight tooth and nail and do these little dirty things, you know. Like, that's what Real Madrid done to Man City in the semi-final. They were just these little nicks, professional fouls and kicks and all this kind of stuff, you know. There's no wild cards there. Every team needs a wild card. Like I know we have uh, Saint Maximum, and we can touch on that in a bit. Um, but with Chamaka, yeah, he's a bit of a he's a bit of a nutcase. But you know the reports on him are absolutely fantastic. That like he's an excellent trainer, wants to be the best, all this kind of stuff. And you take the baggage with him. Mm. Interesting. There's a couple here about potentially stealing players from other other under the noses of other clubs. Um, uh, Cenk has gone. Uh, what about Renato Sanchez? Mil- Milan can't afford him at the moment, I presume. Um, and also Conor Gallagher. Nobody knows what's happening with Conor Gallagher. He's obviously got his loan move, and I know Mark was just nipped off. He's a big fan of him. Um, on, on loan at Palace, had a fantastic season, broke into England squad. Are Chelsea going to use him this season? You know, are there opportunities potentially um, to steal those two midfielders? If others don't materialise, um, what kind of Gallagher? Look, there's there's definitely the interest there. But what kind of fee will Chelsea demand from? Like you know, he's at he's off the back of two very good seasons. You mm. know, I think you're talking they could be asking upwards of the 40, 50 million mark from. You know, and realistically, they probably won't want to strengthen a club like Newcastle at the moment because, you know, how how big are Newcastle going to be? Like how strongly we're going to challenge that top six? You know, so with Conor Gallagher, I think that Tuchel wants to see him up close and personal and they want to give him a pre-season and I think he's good enough to probably break into that Chelsea midfield or being around the squad you know so I don't think he's a player that they'll look to definitely sell right now it's something that we'd have to wait for later on in the window I reckon you know um, and who's the other one? Um, um, Renato Sanchez yeah with Sanchez there was early interest in him but I, I don't think the interest is still there I think Gomez kind of fills that void um, and it's funny you know Sanchez and AC Milan have the same issue that Batman and AC Milan had, and this is why PSG made the offer, and the offer is still sitting on the table. They went eight million above. They went like PSG offered eight million more than what AC Milan had offered, but if AC Milan still have that deal blocked because of this pre-agreement. Interesting. Very interesting. And um, I just wanted to go back to this, the the sleeve sponsor. My key why uh, is mentioned sleeve sponsor deal at NUFC is seven point five million and. Asking price that's come from Kieran Maguire. Um, it, and what's really interesting about that, and I'll see if I can find it. There were um, there was someone in the um, in the chat that mentioned about all the other different prices or all the different um, values of other clubs. Yeah. So there was like Leicester that was five hundred thousand. There was Wolves at one million. Man United are at ten million for their sleeve sponsor. We're not that far behind if it is rumored to be true that that is seven point five, and that's just after one less than a year of being owned. 
Yeah, but like the 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 room for sponsorship is huge. You know, like I think as the Spurs have forty odd sponsors, we we don't even have double figures yet. You know, so being honest with you, I think there's that nailing sponsors on to the club wherever they can put it. It's corner flags, goal posts, wherever you can. You know, to to try and build up for FFP. You know, so I I'm not worried about FFP like that because and I'm not worried about the sponsors because they will come. I'm not remotely worried about that. Like you know the the sponsorships will start coming thick and fast, you know, and, and they will use Saudi to do it. You know, the, the Premier League can't do anything about it. You know, I spoke to somebody recently about this and they actually have no structure in place to value sponsorship in the current climate. So how, how can they reject it? You know, so basically what that's saying is that if you put a sponsorship to the Premier League and they reject it, they actually haven't developed grounds to reject it on. So you can challenge everything that they say. Ah, interesting. Um, I'm just going to come back to the um, the Shyblands, um sponsorship, uh, or, or the um, obviously the the new uh, launch. There's one, uh, there's one or two that are asking some questions, and I've just had it, and then I've just lost it again. Um, uh, very, very annoying. But they're just asking about, I think, uh, regarding the sizes. Um, just bear with me; I will find it in a second. Um, where is it? Is it the ones that aren't un- are unavailable, perhaps? Yeah, they were looking at the bigger sizes. They were asking the question about the bigger sizes. Um, I think I may have clicked off it by accident. I will try and find it. Here it is. Um, uh, Simon, what are the chances of uh, 4XL, some of us, slightly more cuddly than 2XL. Is there an opportunity for that? Uh, is that sort of something we can consider? Yeah, there is, but it's limited to certain colours. So I'll have to double check on which colours they are, but um, the larger sizes um, should be available in those specific colours that are already on the site. Uh, the ones that only go to 2XL, that's as large as they go, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. No. Um, so yeah, check out the the particular colours that will be um, uh, specific to those particular sizes. So keep a keep a keep an eye out for that. And I think we've had a few more sales during during the show. Am I right? We've had four in total. Four. Even one from the from Minnesota in the USA. Excellent. That's Jimmy. So one, from, one from the states. Thank you, Jimmy, uh, for your support. And yep, yeah, a few other um, buying uh, them as well. And uh, yeah, we've had a, obviously a number of memberships. If you haven't clicked the thumbs up button, click the thumbs up button. We have had you know a, another thirty subscribers whilst we're on. If you haven't subscribed yet, subscribe to the channel. Um, Sean seems to be the lucky charm. Every time he comes on, we hit another milestone. So next time we have him on, hopefully we've hit another milestone, and we're moving towards that that 5k um uh, subscribers that that is the uh, that is the plan um a, a few yeah. mentioned in the chat as well um it's too uh, is it too late for the to announce botman is it going to be tomorrow look it, it's likely to be tomorrow now i don't think at half nine they'll be announcing botman i actually uh, i spoke to someone at the club and i told them that i was coming on the show tonight so i don't want them to distract from the show so they cancel it tomorrow <laughs> That's, that's, an exclusive, that's an exclusive no fee so people so, think that's serious yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I've got another player for you, Sean. Um, sure. Just uh, his name has been linked to. It's it, it, it was for the more sort of for the the youth development squad, but he's uh, tearing it up as it is today. But it's Roger Fernandez. Yeah, so look like he's someone that's kind of look. I don't know how keen we are on him 100 but look like he's definitely somebody that's been offered to the club the club are interested in it if the deal makes sense you know it's a it's a bite to low and back but how how would you say how concrete the interest is i don't know um and that's being honest with you there was a there's him there's the there's another lad there he's uh, playing for copenhagen his name is after escape me at the moment uh, his representatives from time say there a couple of weeks ago uh, and they've looked at it for the sesco as well he's only 18 19 and um, he plays with um salzburg uh, so he's another kind of young striker that they've looked at. Uh, so they're, they're looking at a couple of young players, um, you know, like so the room McAllister's now, and there's a young for the shoes today. He's only about 16 at it. So Anthony's about six foot four, six foot five. Um, they're thinking about getting him in for a, a trial off from a contract. Um, there's a lot of young players banging about at the moment that they're interested in. You know, the, how keen they are on them, I wouldn't really know because a lot of these players are only represented by rel- relatives and stuff like that at the moment. So the, the leaks with our. our virtually none like you know so a lot of these deals that happen with younger players journalists don't even have to jump on them you know like it, it's just done it's kind of you talk to the family you talk to the club that's represented them and it, it's it's done fairly quickly what about the young lad uh brazilian lad um is it angel gabriel yeah yeah so there's definitely a link there 100 um and i know barcelona have a first refusal on him so i think they're trying to understand exactly what's going on there um, to see what the what the legitimacy of that first refusal is, you know, you would have seen there for, uh, Fabio Vieira that signed for Arsenal. Liverpool signed um, a pre-agreement for a first refusal on him in uh, April, May. Uh, they signed a first refusal from, but uh, basically wasn't worth the paper was printed on, and Arsenal just went away and bought him. You know, so a lot of these things they're kind of it's very much of a, a friendly gesture, you know. So they do want Porto and. Um, Vieira was just because of the, the Diaz deal with this young fella, the Gabriel young fella. It, it depends the legitimacy of the, the agreement with Barcelona and then Newcastle will go from there. Okay. Um, I've seen someone mentioned uh, Javi Simons in, in the in the chat. Um, if you've seen Fabrizio Romano over the course of this week, um, he has actually signed um an extension or is about to sign an extension um with psg with a view to go to psv to work alongside rud van nistelrooy which i think is a good deal um and a good move for him um being a being a dutch player working with a a dutch legend in van nistelrooy top top striker so he'll get the best out of him no doubt but um look uh anything from seco for fauna that you've heard is, is is that still is that still kind of in and around or or, or is that kind of I think they've the- they've they've cool their interest in him because of the because of Joelton's come to form. You know, I think he's very much filled the gap that they were going to fill with Seco Fafana. Um a lot of big clubs interested in now as well, like the PSG and stuff like that. Like uh, you know, so it's definitely a link that's gone cold recently. Um will they revisit it? I honestly don't know, but they were very keen on him early January and stuff like that. But then Joelton decided to turn into an absolute fucking beast and uh, I think that kind of changed the course of their uh, their attention so for now I don't see anything in it be honest okay. sorry, to, sorry to disappoint you Pete no no no, no not at all <laughs> not at all um, he's a top player but it, it, it has gone quiet with regards to his next move um, Chris 
Um, I hope you're well, mate. Uh, good to see you in the chat. Um, he's put question for Sean. Is it realistic to expect at least three new signings before the close of the window? Now that we've dealt uh, with goalie in defence, centre midfielder, right wing striker are needed. What, what are your thoughts? And, and to be fair, there's a few that asked that. What, where do you think the positions are that we're going to strengthen? So they're looking for they're looking for three up top. Um, so they're looking for a striker. They're looking for a left and a right winger in the sense of they want um, they want somebody that can play interchangeable systems. You know, so they want somebody that can kind of cut it off to left to play as a striker or play as a left winger. Not to replace ASM, but just a challenge. You know, yeah. like, I know Fraser is good and all this kind of stuff, but there's levels, you know, like Almiron and Murphy and stuff like that. They're nowhere near that level. You know, yeah. so realistically, ideally, what they want to do is they'll bring in a striker, a right winger, a young um, left-sided attacker that can play left side, right side, and can play up top. Um, and they're looking at a number six, you know, so they, I reckon they'll finish the window with another four. Uh, and obviously, there'll be there'll be a couple of young players as well brought in, you know. And I know people will say, ah, oh, you never mentioned the young players. That's because I have absolutely no interest. And um, being honest with you, I'm just kind of, I want the big signings. You know, we've we've been neglected for too long. Um, but I think that uh, definitely look like they're looking at about four more signings. Uh, and it's very much first, at least three first team players, a six, a right winger and a striker. And then somebody to kind of challenge the... The first eleven, you know, a young and Ekatika type, you know, that's that's where they're looking at the moment, and that's not going to be dictated by player sales or anything like that. Like, you know, if a player becomes available at the price, they'll buy him. Mm. Okay, and more to come. Yeah, that, definitely. Um, uh, yeah, I think you've t- uh, just going through some of the questions. You've talked about top striker targets. Um, yeah, uh, one of the one of the interesting ones that, that has come on here. Um, and it's slightly away from transfers, is from Jimmy Watt, and he's put, um, lads, what's the crack between Lille and AC Milan investigation? So, see, it's still active at the moment, but it's AC Milan's ownership, the the actual the, the takeover of the club is after stalling in the sense of, and I, I mentioned this on Friday night, that basically the, the seller of the club is trying to loan the buyer the money to sell the club. <laughs> You know, it's it's absolutely nuts. The situation around AC Milan at the moment is fucking crazy. Like, you know, like if you actually dig down a bit into it, into their finances and stuff like that, it's nuts. You know, so I think the the investigation between Lille and AC Milan, I think if Elliot management don't sell AC Milan, it's going to be a huge controversy there, and that's yeah. where they're trying to get out of Dodge as quick as possible. Yeah. I, I can imagine it. It's, it's getting really, really messy. And I think that's definitely played into our hands with, with Botman, even if it hasn't directly affected it. It's certainly one of those things that is affecting uh, both clubs at, the, at this moment in time. Um, good question for all of us, really. I put it out there uh, from Mark Todd. Uh, what would you guys rather have? Do, um, do you have young players like Ekatike? Um, although he's not going to sign for us, at 20, 30 million and a 40, 50 million main striker? Or just do we add the two figures together and buy one top striker? Ossiemen's been been rumoured as well, uh, at 70, 80 million. What what would you go for if you had the choice? Daz, I'll come to you first. Okay, well, I'm going to answer this like I was going to be playing football manager. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, uh, I think I'd go for the first option. I think I'd buy... Um, I would go for the, a, tw- a younger 20, 20, 20 to 30 million uh, 
striker kind of winger and then go for a, spend the 50 million on the striker um just maybe because like you don't know how the player is going to take if you put all your money in one pot you don't know how the player is going to take settle and what if they get injured at least you have double the option with then the likes of with Ekiteki uh was that he was going to be uh as, as Sean put it, a potential Ballon d'Or winner uh but um yeah so even though I'm saying I'd love Victor Osman I would I would really love him to, to rock up but I'd still uh the the most more sensible option is is to go for uh, bringing the two players there Okay, Simon, what do you think? What would you rather go for? Um, I think I probably agree with Daz. I think um, go for the younger players um, and getting value for money. I think this window is possibly going to be all about value for money rather than splashing a massive amount on just one player. Um, I think that's what it's a little bit too early to be kind of going out spending 70, 80 million on one specific player. Osman had, um, Outstanding player, love to get him in, but I think he's just probably a little bit overpriced, uh, a little bit too early. So I'd probably go with probably Gury, uh, and maybe there's a guy from the, the young lad from Leipzig. Is it Leipzig? Sesco? Um, he looks a really, really good talent. Yeah. Um, so I'd probably go for something like that rather than spending big on somebody who's already kind of doing it because i think it would be long term would be a lot more value value for money and i think that's what stage we're at at the moment is looking for that value for money now and come later on we may be able to be in a position where we can spend the 70 million on that one player so i'd probably stick with the two youngsters yeah sure Sorry, guys. i have to i have to jump um, but for me, I'd definitely go. I'd go for the two players with 20, 30 million instead of taking the big risk on a, a 70, 80 million pound player. Again, you know, buying a player for that price does upset the dressing room and the mentality and stuff like that, and the wages they're coming on. So for me, it's the definitely two for you know the 30, 20, 30 million mark that are going to grow with the club. Um, sorry, I have to run, lads. Um, no problem. Catch you the next no time. Thanks. And, uh, Thanks for joining us. Good luck, yeah. lads. Pleasure. Absolute pleasure. You take care. Speak to you soon. Um, we moved really, really quickly, but um, yeah, absolutely pleasure to have um, Sean on. Great questions, and yeah, there's there's just a couple of questions just to just to round off um, before we go. Um, there's one from Jason that says, uh, "Can you post a link for the paid subscription?" I've been uh, I've been asking for a week. I'm sure we can sort that out for you. Um, yeah, no. Jason has asked at that before. We'll have, we'll have, because I try, I try to look for it while we're online when Jason asked it the last time, and I wasn't able to find it, but I did find it before. I'd have to, if you, if you can, I'm not sure if you're on, on Twitter, Jason, DM me and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll try and get that, that link to you. Yeah, no problem at all. And yeah, look, the, 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 there's some of the questions here, um, for, for Sean, one or two that we've already covered already. Uh, certainly one here from Sean from Shane. Um, it says, um, should we be chasing for Fana? I mean, I, th I think he's referring to, um, you know, uh, I think he's referring to Seco for Fana. We've talked about him as well. I'll go another way and I'll say Wesley for Fana. If we have a great season next season and Leicester don't, he would be a great partner for Sven Botman on the right-hand side of defence. Um, and those two could definitely shoot this to Champions League football. There is no doubt about it. So, yeah, 
um, on, on both opinions, Seco and Wesley, let's get them in. Uh, but I think mm-hmm. Wesley will be more more so next season. Um, other questions in there uh, are around Usman um, Dembele, who's looking like he may may stay at Barcelona. We're not too sure. There, there is one. There was one here from Gary Minigan actually. That that is, it's a it's an interesting one. It's put. Hey, loaded mag. It's a shame that you and Tomb review on at the same time. Um, uh, but you're basically stuck with me for the night. Um, great time. <laughs> Cheers, so, really, really appreciate that. Obviously, you can watch Tomb Review show transfer show back. But look, um, we, we talked about this last week. Ideally, we we will um, have discussions about you know making sure that there's not um, a straight clash. There will be at times, unfortunately, um, due to the nature of guests and shows. But we will work to make sure that there are that there's either some form of overlap. <clears throat> Or they're on at separate times to to ensure that with the collaboration that you can watch both, and obviously you can watch both back. But we'd we'd love to have you in in, in the live chat, and then for you to obviously go in the live chat with, with Paul. So definitely something we're working on. Do not worry about that. Um, it's a great <coughs> question. I know it was asked last week as well, but something that we are working on. So hopefully it won't be an issue moving forward. Cool. And okay. make sure you give Paul, Paul, subscribe to Paul as well, and then the two interview. Um, and yeah, you'll also find his, his the, the link to his channel in in the description of the show. But everyone knows where it is already. But you, you can also easily, quick, quickly find it. Maybe I should just give a shout out to the sponsors. And Simon, I'm going to let you do your own. But um, so uh, <laughs> we're going to give a shout out to 1881 and Bromwin and 1881 and the range that Bromwin has available. Uh, you go to check that out, and then there's a link in within 1881 that will direct you to blackandwhitearmy.com. That's where you can still find the loaded hat. It's still in there, you could have, and the, the money, the profits towards that go all towards the, the food bank. Um, skips Shy Byron, so Sam is going to do that. Pins and prints, and yeah, obviously say Dean has a range uh, there on offer. Go check that out, and... NUFC retro, retro NUFC. Um, yeah, go go check that out. There's always change of stock uh, there, so you can check for the for the the latest. And the, he puts up different bucket hats as well. So always something interesting popping up there. So make sure you give him a follow on Twitter. So let's go to Shy Barnes. And you know what, Simon? I'll bring up the website again, and I'll we'll, we'll bring up. I'll go back to the start, and you can talk us through uh, Shy Barnes. Yeah, so this is the this is the online store, um, which is has got a range of hoodies, t-shirts, hats, caps, mugs, bottles, water bottles. Um, so the, the sort of the main uh, range, uh, the Shy Ben's range, um, we uh, are committed to donating ten percent from each sale. Um, that goes to our uh, chosen charity, the Mental Health Foundation, uh, and that's in partnership with Work for Good. Um, who allows us to cut through all the red tape and be able to donate that money straight to the Mental Health Foundation. Um, and you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, LinkedIn. Uh, there's all links, uh, online shops on some of those platforms, as well as links back back to the online store as well. Uh, and obviously now we've got the Loaded Mag NUFC section with the, the t-shirt that has uh, already sold four shirts this evening and uh, we'll, I'll be uh, updating uh, that section with 
uh, the mugs and the water bottle uh, at some point later this evening or first thing tomorrow morning with hopefully an update to the site coming uh, as well a little bit later on once I get time to sit down and, and uh, redesign a proper section for Loaded Mag. Well, cool. Excellent. Cheers, Simon. Uh, that's all the sponsors. Maybe we should just mention as well what's coming now, what happened this week, if in case you missed it, what's coming uh, later in the week. So you will have seen our Botman show uh, heading towards 10K, as, as, as Martin mentioned. So, so check that out if you haven't seen it. Uh, also, yesterday we had Simon Bird from the, the Daily Mirror on with us. So that was a great show with, with Simon. Uh, great chat, uh, talking a range of different topics. Um, so check that out if you haven't seen it already. And then, Pete, coming on Thursday, another big one. Is... Yes, the, the fully loaded transfer show is back. And uh, look, we'll be talking all things Newcastle United transfers and getting the perspective of um, you know, our originals in Jordan Cronin and uh, obviously uh, Lee Davy with his French football knowledge and Italian football knowledge. But also we're going to get the Sky Sports perspective um, from Pete Graves from Sky Sports. He's, he's really, really excited to join us for his second show and we're really excited for him to to, to come on um, Loaded Mag Gang UFC. So it should be a fantastic show. 8pm um, Thursday. Don't be late. It's going to be a cracker. Nice one. Uh, we must say thanks to everyone that, that joined us tonight. Thanks to Simon for coming on, for launching the T-shirt. And as we said, 50% uh, of the profits go to... Um, the Newcastle Foundation. Uh, also, thanks to everyone that subscribed, got us to, to over the 4K mark. So we're now, um, I think we're at like 4,016 or 4,018 or something like that. And we're on the march to, to 5K to try and reach our crazy goal we set <laughs> when we reached 3K. So yeah, uh, thanks everyone for that. Thanks for Sean for coming on. Uh, and thanks for Martin for turning up. Uh, Richie will be back with us soon. He had football tonight. And... Uh, Pete, you're going to have to put away that brandy because you're going to have to take it out again tomorrow. No bot, man. Well, I'm, I'm not going to complain. Uh, this this Hennessy is outstanding, by the way, so I'm just enjoying it. Uh, but I'd be quite happy to bring it out again. So looking forward to it. Nice one. Yeah. So we Perfect excuse. Perfect excuses, right, Simon. Uh, right, that's it. So everyone, we, we'll say goodnight to you and uh, we'll see you definitely on Thursday. Who knows? Something else could happen in the meantime. You could just pop up. So that's why it's good to subscribe. All right. Thanks, everyone. Take care. Take care, guys. Cheers, lad. Ow.